are awesome. You 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 are awesome. Come on and say, Lord, you are awesome. Oh, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. If it wasn't for your love, I don't know where I'd be without you. If it wasn't for your I don't know where I'll be without you. Come on and say, Lord, Lord. Oh, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. Lord, Lord, if it wasn't for your love, if it wasn't for your love, wasn't for your grace, I don't know where I'd be without you. If it wasn't for your love, if it wasn't for your love, wasn't for your grace, I don't know where I'd be. Without you, oh, say, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. Oh, yes, you are, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. Come on and say, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. Oh, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. If it was. Your grace, I don't know where I'd be without you. If it wasn't for your love, your grace, I don't know where I'd be without you. If it wasn't for your love, wasn't for your grace, I don't know where I'd be If it wasn't for your love, your love, 
praise. I don't know where I'd be without you. If it wasn't for your love, I don't know where I'd be without you. Come on and say, Stay right there, Lord. Lord, you are strong. Oh, Lord, Lord, you are strong. Yeah, Lord, Lord, you are strong. If it wasn't for your love, your love, your grace. I don't know where I'd be without you. Don't know where I would be if it wasn't for your love, for your grace. I don't know where I'd be without you. Say, you are awesome. Say, you are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. Said you are awesome. You are awesome. Oh, you are awesome. You are awesome. you are awesome. you are awesome. It's prayer time, Abundant Faith family. Listen, I'm super excited because I'm listening. I'm still standing on the word that Pastor gave us last year. At the end of last year, he told us that we were on the road to recovery. And listen, I'm still believing that. But here's the thing about recovery, y'all. Something has to break in order for you to recover. So I go to the gym every single morning, y'all, every single morning. And in order for my muscles to recover, I got to first break them down. So today, y'all, today, I promise you, I love church, but I didn't come here to have church. I came here to see the surgeon. Let me say that again. I came here today to see the surgeon because I got some things on my heart that need to be fixed. I got some things in my life that I need to be fixed. So I came to see the surgeon today. We about to go into prayer. God. We come to you today and we recognize you as many different things in our lives. We recognize you as our father. We recognize you as our savior. We recognize you as our provider and our provisor. But today we're recognizing you as our surgeon. God, do surgery on our hearts. Do surgery on our minds. Do surgery on our eyes. God, we need to be able to see in the spirit. We need to be able to feel in the spirit. For some of us, our hearts have been cold for a long time. We need surgery, God. Listen, some of the things that we pray for, some of the things that we pray for in our lives, we now curse those very same things. We pray to have healthy children. But when our kids get to acting up, God, do surgery on our hearts. Do surgery on our hearts, God. For those people that we don't even want to forgive, I'm going to be honest with y'all and I'm going to be transparent with y'all right now. God has been dealing with me on forgiveness because there's some things in my life, some things have been done to me and I don't want to forgive it. 
I'm going to be honest with you. There's some things in my life that I just didn't want to forgive, y'all. There's some things. I promise, like, I don't, I don't even want to go deep into it. But you know what those things are for you. You know what the things in your life that you need to let go of. You need to let go of that past. I had a, I had a situation, y'all, a couple years back when Emery was born. And I had a, I had a breaking moment, y'all. Remember I said, you, you, we got to be broken. I had a breaking moment. And I realized that I didn't even know how to be a father. Listen to what I'm saying. I didn't have no daddy growing up. I didn't know what it meant to be a father. But I went to the surgeon. And I said, God, I need you to teach me how to be a father. And he instantly told me, you got to first forgive your father. The father that wasn't in your life, you got to forgive him. So I called my dad up. I ain't talked to my dad in years. I called him up. And I asked him, I said, dad, why? Why wasn't you there? And I'm going to be real with you. The answer that he gave me, it didn't even mean nothing. But from that moment, God did surgery. So today, y'all, we're asking God to heal. We're asking God to put us on that road to recovery. We're asking God to heal our minds, to heal our bodies, to heal our spirits. There's some things that happened to you when you were younger, and it may not happen to you from your parents, but somebody knew that it was happening and they didn't save you, so now you don't trust nobody. Listen to what I'm saying. We asking God to do surgery today. We asking God to do surgery. Because now we have families. Now we're married and we have problems trusting our spouse. We got problems loving our kids the way that we should love them. We got problems because we don't know how to open up. So God, right now we're asking you to come into our hearts, come into our minds and perform surgery. We need surgery, God. We need heart surgery. We need brain surgery. We need a blood transfusion right now, God somebody right now they don't even know what to pray for they don't even know god but if we just lay on the table if we just lay on the table we know that you will come in and you'll do surgery so god i'm praying for everybody who hears my voice right now do surgery on their hearts do surgery on their minds remove that fear <laughs> remove that doubt god remove the things in their lives that they know they know need to be removed, but they don't have the strength to remove it themselves. God, we love you. We love you. And we just believe that recovery starts now. We just believe that recovery starts now. Why? Because after the surgery comes recovery. Listen, y'all, we're going to take it higher right now. But I want you to stand in the midst of the surgeon. Today, we're not, listen, we're not on church today. We are in in the ER today. We need surgery. God, we thank you. We praise you. And we welcome you into this house. We welcome you into our houses right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So Lord, you are awesome, yeah. So Lord, you are awesome, yeah. So Lord, you are awesome. Come on and say, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. Say it again, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. Oh, oh, oh Lord, Lord, you are awesome. If 
it wasn't for your love, your love wasn't for your grace. I don't know where I'd be without you. If it wasn't for your love, if it wasn't for your love, wasn't for your, your grace. grace. I don't know where I'd be without you. One more time, come on and say, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. Yeah, Lord. Lord, you are awesome. Yeah, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. Yeah, Lord, Lord, you are awesome. If it wasn't for your love, your love, your grace. I don't know where I'd be without you. you. If it wasn't for your love, wasn't for your grace. I don't know where I'd be without you. You are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome, you are awesome. Says the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. If you know God is awesome, put your hands together right where you are, right wherever you are. If you're driving, don't don't do it. If you're driving, but wherever you are, if you know that you serve an awesome God, give Him an awesome praise. Now I'm gonna say you you gotta gauge that for yourself. If you only serve an okay God, give Him an okay praise. If you serve. A good God, give him a good praise. But if you serve an awesome God, I dare you to give him an awesome, an awesome praise this Sunday morning. We are so excited and so grateful to be in the house of God today. First lady, how you feeling? Blessed and highly favored. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're grateful. Listen, y'all. I told y'all, we, we celebrating all month. God has been too good to us. Uh, we're celebrating two years of ministry all month long, uh, the whole month of March. And so we're so grateful uh, and so honored that God chose us to serve his purpose. That, that That's all this really is. God chose us to serve his purpose. Now, I, I wish I could tell you why. I, I wish I could tell you, you know, how he how he came up with us. I, I don't know, but I'm grateful that he decided to let us be a part of his plan. So we're going to celebrate that all month. We're going to celebrate God all month. But but there's one more thing we got to celebrate because yesterday was First Lady's 35th birthday. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, y'all. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. Y'all see me every Sunday. Y'all see me every Wednesday. But you have no idea what she does behind the scenes. Some of y'all would never know all the things that she does behind the scenes. And I'm just glad. I'm grateful. I'm thankful uh, that God designed her to be my life partner. Uh, so we're going we gonna to honor her too. Uh, so this is what we're going to do real quick. So can you do me a favor? Can you hit the happy birthday one time for the one time? Yes, sir. Let me, let me give you this back.
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday. Happy birthday to Listen, y'all, we got to have some fun. We got to have some fun. You tell mommy happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we got to be able to have a good time. I don't know about y'all, but uh, the God I serve, he like to have fun, too. Uh, so I don't know about y'all. I wouldn't serve a God I couldn't have fun with. Uh, so so you got to work that out if you can't have fun with your God. And I, and I believe that, that when God puts certain people in your life that you should honor them. Uh, don't wait till somebody's funeral before you tell them how much they mean to you because by then it's too late. Amen. All right, listen, we're going to keep it pushing, y'all. It is, in fact, our giving time. It's our giving time, and it is time for us to come together to show just how good God has been to us. All right, this is the opportunity. God continues to provide for you, God continues to make ways for you, and God has allowed you to be a part of his plan if you weren't a part of the plan you wouldn't be here all right so this is what we're gonna do you're gonna honor god you're gonna honor god uh with the way because here's the thing here's the thing i say this every week and i, and I gotta make sure i say it this week you ought to be excited because when it's giving time it is your opportunity to show just how good god has been to you right the more he gives to you, the more you're able to give. And then he gives you more and you give more and he gives you more. And, and it's just a revolving door of, of giving. <laughs> All right. And so this is what we're going to do today. Now, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm never anybody knows me personally. I'm never the one to count nobody's pockets. I don't count nobody's money. I don't tell nobody how to do what they do with, they, with theirs. That ain't none of my business. But let me tell you what. As for me and my house, we we, we going to give unto the Lord. All right. We're going to give unto the Lord. So I, I hope and pray that you do the same thing. You know, I, I ain't counting nobody's stimulus. I ain't, I ain't counting that. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. You Listen, I, don't, you, I ain't even got yours yet. I don't even know. But what I do know is that if you honor God, that the Bible says he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. So let's do that even now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you, God. We thank you for all the doors you've opened. We thank you for all the ways you've made. We thank you for being a provider. And God, we ask you right now that you would see our gifts, receive our gifts, and be pleased with our gifts. And God, we just want to give this to you in order that your kingdom might move forward. God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And it's in that name we say amen. Somebody type amen in the comment section because God's been good to you. All right, listen, this is what we got to do real quick. Let me check. I got to see. Okay, y'all need to share. Y'all not sharing. Y'all need to share. I'm looking right now. I'm on Facebook. Y'all not sharing. I need y'all to share right now. Right now. Okay. I need you to share. Listen, if this is your first time with us, I want to say thank you for tapping in, tuning in. All right. I, it's not an accident. You didn't just happen to scroll in. You didn't just happen to. No. God brought you here for a reason. There is a word from the Lord. God brought you here for a reason. And I can't wait to give it to you. So after the praise team sings, I want to come back and give you what God has given to me. All right. 
and we're going to bless God. We're going to have us a good time today. Amen. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Let's get it. Let's go. Provider, 
Jehovah is me. Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shalom. My Prince of Peace. Let's say it again. And I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, thank you, Jesus, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Say it with me, yeah. Because of who you are, because of who you are. Come on, somebody bless God this morning. Somebody bless God this morning. The song says, I worship you not because of anything you've done. Not because of what you can do for me, not because of what you've given me. But the song says that I worship you because of who you are. It says I worship you because of who you are. Because here's the thing, here's the beautiful part. You, you, can't, you can't even really separate who God is from what he does <laughs> yeah because 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 what he does is he provides but that's because who he is is the provider so what he does is he heals our body but that's because he is the healer so you you can't even you can't even really differentiate between who God is and what he does so if you're going to worship him the reason to worship him would be for who he is because it's 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 because of who he is that he does what he does does, does that make sense so so if you're going to worship God for any reason no don't worship him because he provided worship him because he's a provider Right? Because, because if you worship him for what he does, if you, if you only limit him to what he does, then, then, then that could be a one and done experience. But if you recognize who he is, you understand that he can never not be that. 
can't he can't not be a healer he can't not be a provider he can't not be a protector he can't not be a way maker he can't not be a miracle worker he can't help it because that's who he is I say all that to say if you're gonna worship him worship him not because of what he does but worship him for who he is all right Listen, there is a word from the Lord, y'all. There is a word from the Lord. Um, the last two weeks, we've been in the book of Genesis. And we're going to move forward, but just a little bit. I want you to move to the book of Exodus. <laughs> we're going forward just a little bit. Uh, Brother Destry already told us. We, we, I don't want y'all to forget. We talked about this this past week. Y'all can't forget. We're still in the year of recovery. We're still in the year of recovery. And this month, we're still in the series, Who's That Lady? Right? And so I want you to go to the book of Exodus chapter 2. I'm going to read one verse. We'll cover 10 verses, but I just want to read one verse. Just want to read one verse out of the Good News Translation. Verse 3. Exodus chapter 2, verse 3 out of the good news translation reads this way but when she could not hide him any longer she took a basket made of reeds and covered it with tar to make it watertight she put the baby in it and then she placed it in the tall grass at the edge of the river when she could no longer hide him took a basket made of reeds, covered it with tar, made it watertight. The Bible says she put the baby in it, placed it in the tall grass at the edge of the river. We're going to pray and then I'm going to talk to you for a few moments from this subject. When faith meets favor. When faith meets favor. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we honor you, we praise you. God, we give you glory because of who you are. Now we ask that you would consecrate this moment. We ask that you would have your way, not only in this place, but in every place that your word is being heard. We ask that your spirit would rest on us. Give us understanding of your word. Help us to not only be hearers of your word, but also doers. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Listen, y'all. When faith meets favor, when faith meets favor. Listen, I need you to understand that for a child of God, in order to be uh, considered a true child of God, in order to really uh, benefit from uh, the kingdom of God, we must first uh, understand that faith is at uh, the primary, uh, it, it's at the very foundation of our belief system, right? Because, because as Christians, we by faith, and it's by faith because we, we didn't see it. We weren't there, right? It's by faith that we believe that God sent his only begotten son uh, to earth 
uh, and he who knew no sin, God's son, he who knew no sin became sin for us, dies on Calvary's cross, but not only dies, but raises up again on the third day, conquering death, hell, and the grave, ascends back to heaven and has promised to come and get us again. We didn't see that happen, but we believe it and we believe it by faith. And because we have this kind of faith, uh, it allows and affords us to be able to have faith in God for many other things as well. And then what we have to also understand is that sometimes our our faith uh, is is oftentimes accompanied by other things. Sometimes our faith is accompanied by opportunity. Sometimes our faith is accompanied by uh, a, 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 a relationship. Sometimes our faith is even accompanied by favor. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, there are some interesting things that happen when faith and favor meet. When faith and favor meet, some very interesting things can happen. And the reason why out of out of 10 verses, I chose to start off with verse three is because I need you to know from the very, very beginning that there is, in fact, uh, somebody who can who, who will receive this. Uh, there's somebody who will receive this, that when when faith and favor meet in your life. You can only hide the result for so long. OK. That's a, that's a word for somebody. When when favor and faith come together in your life, you'll only be able to hide the result for so long. Look at verse three one more time before we really get started. It says, but when she could hide him no longer, when she could not hide him any longer, she she had to release him. And and and, and I came to tell you today, I'm going to tell you this early on and we'll get into it a little later. But 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 for some of you. Uh, this is the season in which favor and faith will come together in your life. And I know I, I know you shy. I know I know you humble. I know I know you, you know, you passive and you, you know, like to play the background. But but let me explain to you that when favor and faith meet in your life, that you will only be able to hide the result for so long. Watch this. Uh, I need you to understand a few things. There's a, a few things that I that I was sent here to tell you. The first thing is that when favor and faith uh, meet in your life, sometimes uh, you end up the result of the of this meeting. The result uh, of this collaboration is oftentimes a gift. The result is oftentimes a gift. But watch this. Watch this. Here's the first thing I want you to understand. Write this down. You can't earn the gift. Okay. Oftentimes the result of favor and faith meeting in your life is a gift, but I need you to understand that you cannot earn this gift. This gift is a result of the cohabitation of faith and favor in your life. Okay. Watch this. I can prove it to you. I got Bible. This isn't, this isn't, uh, uh, you know, this isn't one of those messages where, you know, God has favored you. And by the time you get home, uh, your mortgage is going to be paid off. I don't know nothing about that. I don't, I don't know nothing about that. God didn't send me here to say that. But what I need you to understand is that when favor and faith meet, the result is oftentimes a gift. But it's not a gift that you can earn. 
Look at verses one through three. Watch this. It says, during this time, a man from the tribe of Levi married a woman of his own tribe, and she bore him a son. When she saw that he, what a fine baby he was, she hid him for three months. But when she could not hide him any longer, she took a basket of reeds, covered it with tar to make it watertight, put the baby in it, and placed it in the tall grass at the edge of the river. Watch this. We're going to slow it down. We're going to rewind it. We're going to slow it down. We're going to walk it down. Watch this. I need you to understand first and foremost that a gift is not earned and the best gifts are unexpected. Okay. Gifts are not earned and the best gifts are unexpected. Here's here, here, I need you to see the gifts in the text. Number one, you got to understand the time. You got to understand the time, understand the time frame and understand that in this time frame that it was a gift. It was considered a gift from God, not just for a woman to become pregnant, but specifically to become pregnant with a son. OK, now this this is, in fact, the story of Moses. For all of you uh, who don't know, I'm, I'm going to give you the end of the story in the beginning. This is the story of the birth of Moses. The Bible says that 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 a man from the tribe of Levi, he, he marries a woman from the tribe of Levi. They have a child together. But I need you to remember that Moses is not or was not an only child. As a matter of fact, Moses was not even the oldest child. Moses already had a brother named Aaron and he already had a sister named Miriam. So Moses is not the only child. So watch this. This man from the tribe of Levi and his wife, they were already gifted two children. And one of them was considered at the time a special gift because he was a male. Aaron, the firstborn, his firstborn was a son that was considered to be a gift. She gets pregnant again, and that's considered to be a gift. And then she has another son. She has another son. So there is in fact another gift. See, these gifts weren't earned and they were, they were unexpected. So gifts aren't earned and the best ones are unexpected. But I need you to understand that the nature of the gift is not determined by the giver. Okay, the nature of the gift is not determined by the giver. And 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 how the gift is received uh, uh, or I'm sorry, the nature of the gift is determined by the giver and how the gift is received is, is determined by the receiver. Okay, so the so the giver determines what gift is going to be given. And the receiver determines how they're going to receive that gift. Are they going to be grateful? Are they going to be thankful? Are they going to be disappointed? Are they going to use the gift? Are they going to re-gift the gift? The, gift, the receiver decides how this gift is, is, is received. The giver decides what the gift is going to be. But here's the thing. As the receiver of any gift, it is, in fact, up to you how you handle the gift you've been given. We we trying to teach our children right now. We 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 want we are those parents, uh, like it or love it. We are those parents that we want to make sure our children never have to want for anything. We want to make sure that our children not only have everything they need, but that they have a lot of the things that they want. But here's the problem. I ain't gonna name no names, but one of our children has a little bit of an issue because we're learning that one of our children seems to be a little entitled. We're learning that one of our children, uh, when, when they get a gift, they're just not really grateful for the gift. They're looking for what the next gift is. 
and, and so and so first lady and I had to have a conversation where we say, okay, these are not the type of children that we raising. So we're gonna have to revamp some things because we need you to understand that as the receiver of a gift, you need to learn how to be grateful because the giver was not obligated to give you anything. So, 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 so what, what we're trying to teach our children is that as the receiver of a gift, as the receiver of a gift, it's up to you how you handle that gift. Will, will you take care of it? Will you, will, will you honor it? Will you clean it? Will you put it where it's supposed to go? Will you use it the right way? You, it's up to you to determine how you handle the gift. Now, I also need you to understand that the same principle applies to favor. Same principle applies. Okay, you you don't get to determine when and how and where you get favored. I told you last week. I told you last week that 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 favor is not fair. You you don't get to determine it, and you don't uh, often you don't deserve it. You can't earn it. Just like a gift, favor functions under the same principle. And here's the thing: uh, not only does favor function under the same principle, but here's the thing: in many cases. The, 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 the quality of the gift is oftentimes determined by the quantity or the measure of favor over your life. Okay, let me say it to you one more time. Write it down so you can see it and, and maybe understand it. Uh, in many cases, the quality of the gift you receive is oftentimes determined by or a result of the quantity or the measure of favor over your life. Real simple concept. A lot of favor, high value gifts. Okay. A lot of favor, high value gifts. This is not every time, but this is many times. And so what we see in the text, I know we're we going, I need y'all to stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. We're going. What you see in the text is that Moses' parents are favored because Moses is considered a high quality gift. Okay, watch this. Mo Moses, Moses is recognized as, as a high quality gift. Look at verse two. It says she bore him a son. And when she saw what a fine baby he was. She hid him for three months. She says, because remember, at this time. Pharaoh has issued a decree where he's killing Hebrew babies. And Moses, mother looks at him and she says, no, 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 no. This gift is different. I, I can't afford for this gift to be killed. I, I got to hide this gift. I got to protect this gift. Watch this. There, there is, there is some Jewish or some Hebrew folklore, you know, just, just some stories that they tell. Uh, uh, th they're not necessarily true, but there's some stories that they tell in Jewish custom, Hebrew custom. And one of the stories is about Moses. And here's some of the things that they say in Jewish and Hebrew folklore about Moses. They say that Moses, when he was born, when he came out of his mother's womb, that, that his face was as bright as the sun. They said that his face lit up the room as if the sun was in the room. 
They, they say folklore says that Moses was such an amazing baby that he refused to nurse and he was eating table food at a day old. Some of y'all got some cousins like that. They got they got these babies that just at two days old, the baby was walking and just, <laughs> if y'all got no cousins like that, it might be you. OK, but they said. They said that Moses, that Moses was such an amazing baby. They, they said they said that Moses basically came out of the womb walking. He came out of the womb talking. He was eating table food at a day old. He refused to nurse. He's eating table food at a day old. He comes out. His face is so bright. He's so anointed that, that the room lit up as if the sun was in the room. This is what they say about Moses. And so although we know these things aren't true in a literal sense, it just speaks to the value of this gift. So they understand, they understand that, that this, that this is a precious gift, but here's what you got to understand. You got to understand. She says this gift, I got to protect it. I got to hide it. I can't let just anybody know that this gift is here. I can't just, I can't just expose this gift to just anybody, but let me tell you something. When faith and favor meet and the result is a gift, you can only hide the gift for so long. Because the Bible says that she was only able to hide Moses for three months. And after three months, she just couldn't she just couldn't hide him any longer. The, 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 the gift couldn't be hidden for long. Here you go. Watch this. When faith and favor meet, the outcome will eventually come out. <laughs> One more time. Write that down. When faith and favor meet, the outcome will eventually come out. You, you, you're not going to be able to, to hold it in for much longer. You're not going to be able to suppress it. You're not going to be able to ignore it. You're not going to be able to diet down. You're not going to be able to dilute it. You're not going to no. At some point when favor and faith meet, at some point, the outcome has to come out. There is a gift that is conceived and the gift can't be earned. It can't be bought. It can only be given by the gift giver. All right. So now we understand that when faith and favor meet, you, you can't earn the gift. Now, now that you understand that you can't earn the gift, let's walk this thing down. Point number two, we're going to move quick now. Point number two, not only can you not earn the gift, but you also can't explain the grace. You, you won't be able to explain the grace. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when when God does things, when God does things, God does them in a way that you just can't really explain it. I'm, I'm telling you, here's how I know that you won't be able to explain it when God does it, because abundant faith family, y'all, y'all know the routine. What qualifies you for a miracle? Yeah, y'all got it. An impossible situation. So if the if the situation was already impossible, what makes it impossible is the fact that no matter how you look at it, no matter how you dissect it, no no matter how you add it up, no matter how you subtract it, no matter how you multiply it, no matter how you divide it, this cannot be done. And then when God steps in the mix, he does what cannot be done. So if it could be explained, then it could be done. But because it couldn't be done and it got done, then the way it got done can't be explained. You won't be able to explain the grace. When God gets in the mix, when God gets in your mix, you won't be able to explain how you got to where you got to. You won't be able to explain how you got what you got you won't be able to explain somebody i ask you who are you you like you you know what I, I don't even know at this point only thing i can tell you is that the grace of god is over my life watch this you won't be able to explain the grace look at verses four through seven i'm gonna read it to you real quick we'll break it down the um bible says 
that the baby's sister stood some distance away to see what would happen to him because Moses, his mother, she packs the basket, makes the water tight, starts to drift him down, puts him in the water. He starts drifting down the Nile River. So the Bible says that the baby's sister stood a distance away to see what would happen to him. And the Bible says in verse five that the king's daughter came down to the river to bathe while her servants walked along the bank. Suddenly, she noticed the basket in the tall grass and sent a slave woman to get it. And the princess opened it and saw a baby boy and he was crying and she felt sorry for him. And she says, this is one of the Hebrew babies. And then his sister, the baby's sister, asked her, shall I go and call a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you? OK, watch this. You got to understand that Moses's mother. Remember this Moses's mother by faith, because faith and favor are going to meet Moses's mother by faith releases her gift. Okay, y'all ain't get it. Somebody really should have shouted right there. Moses's mother by faith releases her gift. Here, here, here's why some of y'all not excited because some of y'all don't realize, recognize, or even know the difference between releasing a gift and forfeiting a gift. There's a difference between releasing your gift and forfeiting your gift. You got to understand that when you release a gift, when a gift is released, when it goes out, it accomplishes something. When a gift is 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 forfeited or abandoned. It begins to be dormant. But when a gift is released, it accomplishes something. It accomplishes something. OK, so watch this. Moses's uh, uh, Moses's mother, by faith, releases her gift. So that means she she's expecting this release to accomplish something. She's expecting something to be accomplished from her releasing her gift. So watch this, y'all. She releases Moses. She releases him in the basket. She releases her gift. And the Bible says that Moses's sister is keeping watch over the gift. See, this is you, you got to get these lessons because this 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 text is so packed and I don't got time to unpack everything. But not only is it your responsibility to release your gifts when it's time, but you got to also make sure that somebody's keeping watch over your gift. You can't just be releasing your gift all willy nilly. This is why at, at, this is why uh, at Abundant Faith. Yeah. When I see a gift in you. Yeah. I want I want you to release your gift. But but we got to make sure that you do it decently and in order. We got to make sure that everything is under control. You got to make sure that when the gift is released, that it's also being watched over. So some of you are not getting results. Some of you are your gift release isn't accomplishing anything because it's not being properly watched over. But the Bible says that Moses's sister, she walks along the Nile River. She walks along the bank to watch over the gift and make sure nothing bad happens to the gift. Make sure nobody misuses the gift. Make sure nobody abuses the gift. Make sure nobody ignores the gift. The Bible says that Moses' sister is keeping watch over the gift and she's doing it from a distance. So she's not even being seen watching. She's watching from a distance, but she's making sure uh, that the gift is being cared for. And then the Bible says that Pharaoh's daughter is in the river. She comes down to the river to bathe. And, and, and the Bible says that she sees the basket and she tells the servant, go get that basket. She opens the basket and she sees a crying baby. 
Mm, yeah, the, the the princess, the princess, the princess is down there bathing, and 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 she she saw the baby, and she heard the baby crying. But you gotta understand that the princess recognized that this wasn't just any cry. The the princess recognized that this wasn't this wasn't just any cry, but this this had this cry was different. That this this it was something that struck my heart about this cry. Who's that lady? A lady that can that can differentiate the cry. Of, of a child that 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 kind of lady watch this watch this she's she's almost she's almost a, a a foreshadowing or a prototype of God because because what God does is when his children cry he recognizes when his children cry watch this uh, there are some mothers that can attest to the fact come here women there's some mothers that can attest to the fact that not only do I recognize my baby's cry over the crown but I can tell you what each cry means. There's some mamas that can say, no, that's a hungry cry. There's some mamas that can say, no, no, that cry means that they need to be changed. No, no, that cry means that they don't feel well. And so Pharaoh's daughter hears this cry. She says, no, this ain't just no normal cry. This is an anointed cry. I, I wonder, I wonder what would happen. I wonder what kind of response somebody might get if they were to just cry out to God. I, I wonder, are there any people with any type of faith? I wonder, are there any people with any type of favor that would just cry out to God. I wonder what would happen if you just put your pride aside and you didn't worry about how cute you were looking and you didn't worry about messing your hair up and you didn't worry about creasing the toe of your shoe. I wonder what would happen if you would just open your mouth and cry out to God. I'm, I'm curious as to what would happen because when Moses cried out, something was accomplished. The Bible says, Bible says that she takes Moses, she takes Moses, the, the, the same Moses, the same Moses. She says, she says, she says, this is a Hebrew baby. Uh, this is, this is, this is the kind of baby that my daddy said we supposed to be throwing into the river anyway. Uh, th 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 this is the this is a Hebrew baby. This is the baby that my daddy said we supposed to kill these babies. This is, this is a Hebrew baby. But, but she says, but she says, I can't. I can't throw them away because because this is a gift. Yeah, this is this is a gift. I, I, I can't explain it, but but there's something different about this baby. I can't I can't explain it, but but there's something there's something different. Here it is. There's somebody that 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 can that can relate to Moses and understands. That I wasn't the one that anybody wanted. I, I wasn't the one that most people wanted. As a matter of fact, I was discarded and a lot of people threw me away. But right in the nick of time, God scooped me up and said, you know what? You you worth something. He's. He says, you burn something. No, no, no. You can't be thrown away because because I took my time when I made you. I, I, I can't allow for you to be thrown away because after I made you, I didn't make another one. After I made you, the mold was broken. And, and here's here's the reality. Even though we deserve to be thrown away, it, it was it was his grace that kept us. It was his grace. I can't explain it. I'm going to tell you, I shouldn't be standing here preaching to you today. I don't know why I'm here. All I can tell you is that it was his grace grace. I, as a matter of fact, I was involved in a lot of stuff that should have took me up out of here. So let alone preach, I shouldn't even be looking at you today. But all I can tell you is that was his grace. Come here, Paul. Paul said when sin did abound, did grace abound all the more. I, I don't know. I can't explain everything. All I know 
is that I am a product of God's grace. I can't give you no explanation. I can't give you no theory. I can't give you no recipe. I can't give you all I know is that I'm a product of God's grace. Somebody ought to thank God for his unexplainable grace. All right. We got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. So watch this. Watch this. So Moses wasn't thrown away because of the grace of God. And the Bible says, the Bible says that after Pharaoh's daughter picks him up, she feels sorry for him. She says, this is one of the Hebrew babies. And then in verse seven, something crazy. Listen, y'all might get it because y'all might be smarter than me. I miss this all through Sunday school. I miss this all through coming to church. I miss this. So verse six. She sees the baby. She pulls the baby. She says she feels sorry for him. He's crying. She does recognize that he's a Hebrew baby. Uh, and then verse seven says, then Moses's sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go call a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you? Okay. All right. All right. Let me slow it down. Verse six, Pharaoh's daughter is, 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 is bathing in the river. She pulls the baby out. She got the baby in her hands. Moses' sister says, hey, should I go get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Okay. All right. All right. Here's why y'all missed it. Here's why y'all missed it. Because y'all forgot. Y'all forgot. Go back to verse four. If you look at verse four, it says the baby's sister stood and watched from a distance. Okay. All right. Y'all just as confused as I was. Don't worry about it. I'm going to give you everything I know. Uh, Verse four. Moses' sister is watching from a distance. Verse 6, Pharaoh's daughter is bathing in the Nile, watch, and, and she sees the baby. Now, uh, Moses' sister is watching from a distance. She's watching the whole thing happen. And so in verse 6, she pulls the baby out of the water. She says, this is a Hebrew baby, but she feels sorry for him. She says, I'm not going to throw him away. And then in verse 7, Moses' sister is talking to Pharaoh's daughter and says, do, do you want me to go get a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you? Y'all still missing this thing. I'm trying to figure out how it is that Moses' sister goes from watching from a distance in verse 4 to having a conversation with royalty in verse 6, in verse (laughs) 7. There's nothing in the Bible that says uh, uh, Moses' sister made her way. No, no. I'm trying to figure out how it is that Moses' sister in verse 4 is is watching from a distance, and by the time verse 7 comes, She's having a conversation with the princess. She's having a conversation with royalty. She's having a conversation with Pharaoh's child. I'm I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure this out. And and here's why I'm trying to figure it out. Because I'm trying to figure out how she had this conversation from a distance. And then I'm trying to figure out how it is that she was having a conversation with royalty when her people were enslaved. Uh, She's a Hebrew. She's not supposed to be talking to Egyptian royalty. I'm trying to figure out how she's having a conversation with Pharaoh's daughter and she don't have no social status. I'm trying to find out how she's having a conversation with Pharaoh's daughter and she didn't have no financial benefit. I'm trying to figure out how it is that she's having a conversation with Pharaoh's daughter and she has nothing to offer. And all I can come up with is that she's been given access to royalty because of God's grace. I I can't explain it. The Bible don't tell me how she went from a distance to how she ends up having a conversation with royalty. The only thing I can tell you is that it was by the grace of God. I I don't have no other explanation. All I know is 
is that when faith and favor meet, you might find yourself in some rooms that you're not qualified to be in. Y'all not talking back to me? When favor and faith meet, you might find yourself on a job that you didn't qualify for. When faith and favor meet, you might find yourself in a home that the loan didn't get approved. When faith and favor meet, you might find yourself uh, with somebody that's a little bit out of your league. When faith and favor, I can't explain how you got it. All I know is that the grace of God can't be explained. Let's keep going. We got to go, y'all. We got to go. So not only uh, when faith and favor meet, you got to understand you can't earn the gift. You got to also understand you can't explain the grace. And last but not least, we're going to get out of here. You can't ignore the glory. You, you, you can't you can't ignore you can't ignore the glory. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I really want to give you all the M right now, but I we, we got to teach this thing like it's written. Uh, you can't ignore the glory. Look at verses eight through ten, eight through ten. Verse eight says uh, she answers uh, Moses, his sister, and says, please do go, go ahead and get a Hebrew woman to nurse her to nurse the baby for me. Please do. She answered. So the girl went and brought the baby's own mother. The princess told the woman, take this baby and nurse him for me. And I'll pay you to do it. Uh, so Moses' mother took the baby and nursed him. And later when the child was old enough, listen, when the child was old enough, the Bible says that Moses' mother takes him back to the king's daughter. The king's daughter adopts him as her own. And she said, get this, the king's daughter says to herself, I pulled him out of the water, so I named him Moses. All right. We don't got time, so I can't read it again, but we got to walk it down. Listen, you can't ignore the glory. You got to understand that when you release the gift, God always gets the glory. Okay. When you release the gift, you're releasing the gift for the glory of God. You're not releasing the gift for your own benefit. You're not releasing the, the, the gift. It wasn't your gift to begin with. It was given to you. And when you release the gift, you do it for the glory of God. So Moses' mother releases the gift, expecting that something is going to be accomplished. She releases the gift for the glory of God. And so when you release the gift, God gets the glory. And when God gets the glory, his grace opens up doors. See, you got to understand that Moses' mother is getting paid now to do something she would have done anyway. Okay. All right. Watch this. I, I, I need you to understand. Pharaoh's daughter says, Pharaoh's daughter says, here, I need you to take this baby because she don't even know that this is this woman's baby. She says, I need you to take this baby. Now you got to understand Pharaoh's daughter has the authority to say, I want you to take your baby, nurse your baby, and I'll be back to get him. She has that type of authority, but she don't even know that this is, that this is Moses's biological mother. So she says, I want you to take this baby and I want you to nurse this baby and I'm going to pay you to do it. I need you to understand. I need you to understand when faith and favor meet, what kind of stuff can happen because some of y'all think that this only applies to Moses' mother, but I need you to understand this don't only apply to Moses' mother because I am, in fact, a living testimony of what happens when faith and favor meet. Let me tell you a quick story real quick. A few months back, I decided that I was going to go and get certified to be a life coach because I figured as a pastor, I'm already uh, spiritually advising a lot of people. People already think I know stuff, whether I know it or not. And they always ask me. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to go through some courses and get a certification to be a life coach because I also want to reach people outside of the church. And I didn't want people to limit me by being Pastor Jay and think that I'm only uh, able to communicate with people in the church. So I went and got uh, a life coaching certification. But here was the problem. I told my wife, I said, I, I, I prayed and asked God to send me in a direction because I 
want to be able to help people. And I told my wife uh, about a year ago, I said, I am to the point in my life where I'm no longer doing any job. I'm no longer working any job that doesn't serve purpose. I'm, I'm no longer working a job for a paycheck. Everything I do from now on has to have purpose. And if it doesn't have purpose, I don't care how much it pays. I'm not doing it. So I decided I'm going to go and I'm going to be a life coach. Well, here was my problem. The life coaching industry, although it can be lucrative, uh, it's not a well-known industry just yet. As a matter of fact, most people don't even know what a life coach does. Some of y'all looking at me crazy right now. You don't even know. You, you clapping, praising the Lord, Pastor. Congratulations, but I don't even know what that means. And 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 so uh, you don't. You're not alone. That's most people. Most people don't even know what a life coach does. And so I begin to pray, and I begin to pray by faith, and ask God, God, I need you to show me how to get this thing started. I need you to teach me. I, I need you to show me how to get it started. I need you to teach me how to be able to, to show people what the benefits are of having a life, a life coach. I need you to show me how to enter this industry. I, I, I'm, I, I know I can do it, but I, don't, I just don't know how to get this thing started. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm working on the courses, and all of a sudden, my phone rings, and the phone rings, and it's a name that I've not seen come up on my phone in at least two years. I'm not, I'm not seeing this name come up on my phone in at least at least two years. And I answer the phone. He says, hey, is this still Jordan's number? I said, yeah, how you doing, man? We talking, we small talking. He says, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working uh, at this at this very, I don't want, I don't want name stuff because I don't want to put people out there, but I'm working at, at this very large hospital network and there's an outreach division of the hospital network and I'm the manager of this division. And he says, I'm writing a new uh, job position. And every time I add to the job description, I keep thinking about you, you know, the work that we did a few years ago and I'm watching what you're doing on social media. And every time I add to this job description, I keep thinking about you. And he says, I don't know what you're doing now. I don't even know if you're available to do it. I know the church is doing well. I don't even know if you're available to do it. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm very selective on what I do right now at this point in my life. So, so I'm not, you know, it, it, it just really depends. I said, tell me what the job is. And he said, well, the job is for a life coach. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all know when to get excited. He says, he says the job, the job is for a life coach. He says, he says, uh, he says, so, so if you if you read the job description, he says, I'll I'll pay you, I'll pay you to be a life coach. And I'm not sure if you really know what a life coach is or what a life coach does, but all I need you to do is just come and be a part of this program and do what you do now. Naturally. That's all I need. That's all I need for you to do. Uh, and he says, and I'll pay you to do it. And I said, well, you know what? I said, I said, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do it, uh, but, you know, send me the job description. Uh, you know, I think about it. I'll pray about it. And as soon as I hung up from him, I called my wife and I said, you ain't going to believe this. This Negro just called me and told me he was going to pay me to do something I was going to do anyway. Y'all don't know when they get excited. You got to understand that when faith and favor me. That, OK, OK, this is why y'all not excited, because y'all heard that I prayed by faith for this type of phone call. But you don't understand where the favor kicks in. So when he sent me the job description, I start reading the job description and I was fine with the job description. But everybody knows that in every job description, there's also job requirements. And there were about five job requirements for this position. And I had about two. 
Okay. All right. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. So I'm believing by faith that God is going to open up this door. But favor says that even though you're not qualified for the job, favor says you don't need the qualifications for the job. All you need to be is available to receive it. Somebody ought to got excited because you got to understand that when faith and favor meet, that there are some times where God will open up doors that you don't qualify for. God will open up doors and, and allow somebody to pour into you and to pay you to do what you was already going to do anyway. Watch this. Moses's mother gets the opportunity to nurse her child and get paid to do it. Oh, Y'all not, not hearing this. Y'all not hearing this. Okay. All right. Enough about me. Enough about me. So then Moses' mother, the Bible says that when Moses' mother uh, saw that he was at the right age, that she gives him back to the king's daughter. She gives him back to the princess. Now I'm trying to understand. All right, Moses' mama, you, 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 your baby's still alive. The baby's supposed to be dead. The baby's still alive. The princess was crazy enough to give you back the baby. I would think that you would just run and hide. But no, the Bible says that she gave the baby back to the princess. So watch this. Now Moses, because the, she gives the baby back to the princess. Now he's a little boy. She gives the little boy back to the princess. Now Moses is going to be able to experience a higher standard of living. Y'all not hearing me. Because she gave the boy back to the princess, Moses now can experience a higher standard of living. Because she gave the gift to the princess, now Moses can experience a higher standard of living. So because she gave the gift to the princess, now the gift is being elevated. Mm. Okay, I need y'all to get this. Now that she gives the baby back to the princess, the gift is now being elevated. I need you to understand that when you learn how not to be stingy with what God has given you, God will elevate your gifts. And when you learn how to be a good steward over what God has provided for you, God will begin to elevate your gifts. Come here. Your gifts will make room for you and put you in the presence of greatness. I need you to understand what's happening right now. The gift now has been elevated. Okay, y'all, 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 only I, I must didn't do, I, I didn't do good studying this week. I didn't do good studying um, because, because I, I didn't give y'all all the information. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was a little distracted. It was first lady's birthday. I was a little distracted. Y'all forgive me. I was trying to move and groove. She knows it. Y'all, she be trying to find out what I'm doing. I had some surprises I was trying to get done. So y'all got to forgive me. Y'all got to forgive me. But watch this. Uh, mm, uh, uh, I forgot to tell you, because see. We in the series, Who's That Lady? And all I've been talking about is Moses, Moses, Moses. I, 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 matter of fact, I've been disrespectful because all I've been talking about is Moses, Pharaoh's daughter, and Pharaoh, uh, Moses' sister, Moses' mother. I'm sorry, ladies. I ain't even been referring to these ladies by their names. I'm so sorry. It's all about you this month. It's Women's History Month. It's all about you. So watch this, y'all. Uh, Allow me to reintroduce Moses' mother. Please don't call her Moses' mother no more. Moses' mother's name is Jacobet. Okay, Moses is okay. I thought y'all, I thought y'all was gonna get more excited about that. Uh, Moses' mother's name is Jacob, Jacobin. Okay, y'all, uh, they in the sanctuary looking at me crazy. I, I thought they was gonna get a little bit more excited. Okay, uh, uh, if if you just so happen uh, to do a just just a tad bit, just a tad bit of research, just a little Google search. If you just so happen to look up any etymology of the name Jacobin, what you'll know is that what this what, what this name means in Hebrew is God's glory. 
Uh, I I couldn't wait to get to this part. Moses' mother's name is Jacobin. So, and that means God's, Moses' mother's name is God's glory. Okay. All right. All right. So let's play this thing back. So God's glory uh, gave a gift and, and God's glory released the gift. And then God's glory gave the gift back to where the gift came from. And then God's glory nursed the gift. And then God's glory gave the gift back to who gave the gift back to her. And then God's glory allowed the gift to be. Ele- okay. All right. Y'all missed it. Pharaoh's daughter might have been the one to find Moses, but it was God's glory that birthed him. Hmm. Pharaoh's daughter might have been the one to draw him out, but it was God's glory that provided him. Hmm. Pharaoh's daughter might have even been the one to name Moses because verse 10 says that Pharaoh's daughter says I drew him out of the water therefore his name will be Moses Pharaoh's daughter might have even been able to name him but it was God's glory that nursed him there's somebody's testimony today that yeah you might have introduced me to the but it was God's glory that gave me the access. You might have been the one to fill out the paperwork for me, but it was God's glory that gave me the approval. You might have been the one that told me about the place, but it was God's glory that opened up the door. Is there anybody that can say and testify that regardless of what you think you see in my life, it's all God's glory's doing. When faith and favor meet, I'm introduced to the glory of God over my life. Somebody ought to be excited because of God's glory. It's all because of God's glory. Now, yes, I worked hard, but it was because of his glory. Yes, I made some sacrifices, but it was because of his glory. Yes, I walked out of some spaces, but it was because of his glory. Is there anybody that's excited about God's glory? I'm going to tell you. It's some amazing things that happen when faith and favor meet. When faith and favor meet, you'll experience God's glory. Somebody say amen. Yeah, right where you are. Right where you are. Just say amen. I, I, I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you because I need, I need some of y'all to understand that you're at a crossroads in your life. You're at a crossroads in your life and, and you're confused. You're confused. But I'm 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 going to step out here. I'm going to throw myself out here. Uh And if I'm wrong, Lord, forgive me. But I'm going to step out here and say this. The crossroads that you're experiencing in your life is, in fact, the intersection between faith and favor. Here it is. Here it is. If you exercise your faith, you'll experience the favor. And if you've already seen the favor, then that should be strengthening your faith. I, I, I want to pray for I want to pray for somebody that's at this crossroads. You're a little confused. You don't know which way to go because because you don't even understand how you got here. I, I wasn't qualified to get this far. Man didn't approve me to get this far. I didn't have the access to get this far. I don't even know how I got here, let alone know which way to go from here. 
telling you, you at the crossroads of faith and favor. And if you want to know which way to go, just look for God's glory. Because on your path, God's glory will nurse you when it seems like you don't have anything. When, when you're on your path, God's glory will protect you. God's glory will, will teach you. Y'all might not like this one. Y'all might not like this one. Uh, but when necessary, God's glory will punish you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your glory. But first and foremost, we thank you for the crossroads of faith and favor that allow us to see your glory. God, I'm praying for anybody right now that's that's hearing for the first time today just what kind of God you are. The kind of God that'll that'll save souls, the kind of God that'll open doors, the kind of God that'll that'll grant access, the kind of God that gives favor to his children. God, we're praying right now for anybody that that is just now being introduced to who you are, that they will come into a saving relationship with you. God, I'm praying right now for anybody that can hear me and says, yes, I'm at a crossroads in my life. And you know what? This crossroads is leading me. I see the glory right at Abundant Faith Christian Church. And this is where God is leading me. God, we're praying for obedience even now. God, I'm praying for anybody that can hear me that says, you know what? I've not been exercising my faith. And or I've not been I've not been accessing the favor. I've not been seeking God's glory and I need to get my life back on track I'm Praying for them even now God we pray this prayer by faith because we believe that not only can you but we believe you will so We believe that you are a God that can do all things but fail And so we ask you even now to show your glory Save, touch, heal, deliver, set free. In the mighty name of Jesus. And it's in that name we say, Amen. Amen. All right, y'all, listen, we're going to get out of here. I'm not going to hold y'all long with announcements. Uh, but real quick, again, we just want to continue uh, to honor God this month uh, as we celebrate two years of ministry, two years in service of God. Okay? We want to continue to do that. All right, so we want to make sure that you're sharing, that you're inviting, that you're commenting, that you're subscribing, all of that good stuff as we continue to push forward and we continue to honor God. All right. Now, I also need you to understand that, that in all the celebration, the celebration is good. Celebration is good. But what we're about is we're about delivering the gospel so that souls will be saved. So here it is. If you heard the message today and the Holy Spirit ministered to you and you said, you know what? I got to get my life right with Christ and I got to do it today. This is what I want you to do. I want you to text salvation. Just one word. Just text the word salvation 
317-520-1892. All right, that's all you got to do. We're waiting. We're on standby. We'll walk you through the plan of salvation. And I'm telling you, this will be the best day of your life. This will be the best decision you can ever make. All right? All right. Uh, also, if the Spirit of God spoke to you and you say, you know what, abundant faith is where I want to be. Abundant faith is where I need to be. This is where God is leading me. I want you to do the same thing, but I want you to text the word family to the same number, 317-520-1892. Text the word family. Uh, you can also go to afccindy.com and hit connect. And you can join our family uh, that way. All right, last but not least, if you just want the prayer team to pray for you and pray with you, you can send your prayer request to the same number, 317-520-1892. You can send your prayer request in. You can be as as as, as broad as you want to be, as direct, as specific as you be. You can be anonymous if you want to be. However you want to do that, you can send your prayer request in to that phone number. You can also go to afccindy.com and submit prayer requests that way. All right? The prayer team is on standby 24-7. I'm wondering if they even sleep the hours that I'm seeing prayer responses go out. I don't even know if they sleep it, uh, but they're, they're, they're ready and they're on standby 24 seven to pray with you and pray for you. All right. All right. Last but not least, uh, if God has laid it on your heart, if God has laid it on your heart to sow seed into abundant faith, uh, and you didn't have an opportunity to give during our giving time, uh, you have access still. Uh, we've got three ways for your convenience. You can give, uh, you can send in your gift, uh, to P.O. Box 22203, Indianapolis, Indiana 46222. Uh, you can also give electronically through Cash App at Dollar Sign Abundant Faith Church. And then you can also give safely and securely on our website, AbundantFaithIndy.com. I'm sorry, AFCCindy.com. Don't, don't spell it all the way out. AFCCindy.com. Uh, and you can give that one. All right. All right. I pray that everyone was blessed by the word of God today. Uh, I pray that you were encouraged and I pray that God would give you the strength to push on. If you exercise your faith, he'll grant you the favor. All right. All right. We're going to get ready to get out of here. I love you. Y'all continue to flood First Lady's uh, Facebook and her Instagram. Continue to flood her with love as we continue to celebrate her birthday this weekend. Uh, and, and we honor her. Listen, I'll see y'all back here next or this wednesday at 7 p.m um, we're going to continue some conversation on wednesday at 7 p.m and we're just going to grow grow closer together y'all we're going to strengthen our family uh and i hope to see you there god bless you god keep you in jesus name and we thank you we honor you we ask that you would dismiss us from this service but never from your sight we thank you and praise you in jesus name and it's in that name we all say amen i love y'all and i'll see you soon